0: hi
1: hi and welcome to superman's other pals a p- podcast hi everyone hi and welcome to superman's other pals a podcast where i gary Rowland, discuss the silver age comic superman's pal jimmy olsen with my teenage daughter and uh we sort of plumb the depths and we explore the stuff.
0: Wait, plumb the depths?
1: Plumb the depths. You don't know what plumbing the depths means? No. You sure?
0: Yeah. Uh, er. Uh, maybe.
1: Well, as Artie Johnson used to say on the show Laughing, look it up in your Funkin' Wagnall.
0: Dad! You're talking like not from this time, but I'm not even sure what time you're speaking from.
1: Really, from the time that you know I was a very young child. So, okay, Uh, there was a show. It's called Laughing, and there was this old dirty old man, and then there was Ruth Buzzy, uh, and uh, she played a dirty. She played a woman, and she was sitting on. the bench and this guy would come, he goes, ah, why don't you look it up in your funkin' waggles? And then she would get really offended and she would um, beat him with her purse.
0: Is that where the stereotype of beating a rude guy with your purse comes from?
1: No. Okay. But it just used it in that particular instance to, uh, to, you know, it, to, so that she would defend herself.
0: Okay. I feel as if we've gotten a little off topic and we haven't even actually done anything yet other than establish that this is a podcast about the thing that we have not been talking about.
1: Well, you were the one that was talking about plumbing the depths and you didn't know what that
0: meant.
1: You could have just, you you know what you could have just done? What? You could have made a note of it and then checked it out for later. Yeah,
0: but I wouldn't have. Or you could
1: have said this. You know, Dad, we should talk about that later. But you were the one that said. What does "plumb the Depths mean?
0: I'm sorry. I've never heard that expression All right. before.
1: Well, you're a modern child. You have access to the internet. I don't see why you can't just look it up. Anyway, so as you said, we are kind of getting off track. <laughs> so we are now discussing issue number 17. 17. Featuring the radioactive boy.
0: Jimmy Olsen.
1: And so, uh, we will, as, as we always do, we will start straight up with the, uh, with the, the cover where we have the cover issue and there's Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. And we see Superman and sitting on a rock on a whole like gray area is Jimmy Olsen with some kind of glowiness Glowiness over him and in front of him also you can see that All there's of these
0: plants dying with the same glowiness
1: and so it says G- Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen and Superman and uh, Jimmy Olsen says now that I'm doomed Superman won't you please grant me my last request and let and now that I'm doomed Superman won't you please grant me my last request and tell me your secret identity and then sure Jimmy I'm Clark Kent
0: okay you know what, I'll talk about this after we finish this story.
1: Okay. Um. So, then we go to our inside cover and...
0: Show exciting sound films in your own home. Right. For Disney.
1: Yep, for Disney. So, Disney, uh, so what this is, is it's, uh, it's... I don't even
0: know what it actually is. It just looks
1: cool. It says, show exciting new sound films in your own home. So it's a uh, it's a movie camera. For I mean, essentially, ninety
0: eight dollars and ninety eight cents.
1: It's a movie camera, and it's essentially
0: it's like a projector.
1: Um, it's kind of like a videotape, almost like a VCR, except it's all sort of self-contained into itself.
0: It's cute. It's kind of cute. Like it looks cute.
1: It does look kinda cute, but um you know
0: It also looks like it has Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah.
1: Well that's kinda I think that's part of its uh its charm is that it it's supposed to have these Mickey Mouse ears. So it's uh so you then have Mickey Mouse Projector and Theater with thrilling sixteen millimeter double feature talking films. So it's uh it's basically something that Disney makes and if you turned it on, you get two uh Disney shorts. And
0: and they have sound.
1: Right. And so you can hear it all.
0: Which is a novelty back then.
1: And in the picture, it has, uh, you know, they're showing the movie and it's a kids movie theater with all these kids. Yep. And it's, it's two dollars and ninety eight cents
0: with a money back guarantee. That's
1: right, ten day free trial.
0: I think that's a pretty good deal for nineteen fifty. I think it
1: probably is as well. Um, so, uh, so that's our that is our inside uh,
0: inside cover
1: our inside cover ad, which brings us to our first story. Would you like to Would you like to read the story? Sure. Okay. Can so, you, you? so ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up to read our first story uh, is uh, Ella Plum. <laughs> Roland, Elvon Roland, are you ready? Yes. Are you prepared? Yes. Do you feel as though you have a good grasp on the material and you're ready to...
0: This isn't a class presentation. What do you mean? I mean, this isn't a class presentation. Right. I, it's, I don't...
1: It's more important. <laughs> I mean, you know, how many? I'm
0: getting graded unless I'm getting graded on this. Am I getting graded on this? Because that would kind of be like not the best thing.
1: Well, this is one of those things I need to teach you about life, and that is that you know, past when you get out there in the real world,
0: there are no grades.
1: No, you're constantly being graded. You know, every listener out there is going to give us a grade.
0: Screw that, then. No pressure. <laughs> Stop. Okay, do I do I start now?
1: Uh... Should I be louder? No, I think you're fine. Uh, you can give it a little more oomph, but, you know, I, I just think that we're going to have to like... So, uh, just to give some, you know, a peek behind the curtain, although I don't really know why, uh, we're trying a new setup, and... Uh,
0: and Dad's absurdly loud, and I'm absurdly quiet.
1: Right, which is the thing that we always have to deal with. But anyway... We're just going to go into it. So here we are. Ella Plum Roland, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Now, when I say...
0: If you continue to ask me, I will cut you off.
1: Now, when I say, are you ready to go, you really mean it. Because you're going to have to go.
0: As cover reporter for the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen has a great future ahead of him, but what, but little does he suspect what a future lies ahead when he rides a runaway rocket through the time barrier. Yes, ama- an amazing surprise awaits Superman's, I can't, can I restart that?
1: Sure. Okay. Now, before I mentioned, I said, are you ready? And you said yes. <laughs> you said you had a good grasp of the material. <laughs> And you said that, you know, you...
0: Yeah, but my eyes kept skipping eyes, not that. My eyes kept skipping lines. I can't braid.
1: Take it slowly, one step at a time. (laughs) Are you ready?
0: Wait. Okay, now I'm ready. All right. As cub reporter for the Daily Planet, Jimmy Olsen has had a great future ahead of him. But little does he suspect what a future lies ahead when he rides a runaway rocket through the time barrier. Yes, an amazing surprise awaits Superman's young pal in Jimmy Olsen in the 50th century.
1: So uh, in our first panel.
0: Everyone's wearing capes
1: yes well it's the future
0: yes but in the future
1: in the future everyone I wears
0: out everyone will be wearing color contrasting capes.
1: see this is where you're wrong this in the future what everyone do you
0: know about what's in the future
1: everyone's going to be wearing capes.
0: see i don't think so i
1: uh, will all be wearing sort of LeMay jumpsuits
0: with red pleated sleeves and cape.
1: Right. And lots of zippers. And lots of zippers. So uh, the, the the setup of this is that uh, Superman has decided to uh, take Jimmy Clark. Jimmy Clark? Jimmy Clark? <laughs> so uh, Superman has decided to uh, scoop up Jimmy and take him to a rocket where he will get a scoop. Get it? Uh, on, oh. Scooped up Jimmy to take him to a scoop. Stop. Where he found this, he found this rocket, and uh, which somebody threw away. I don't know why.
0: Um, is this one of those things where the scientist throws the disintegrator out the window? Maybe. I mean, that's not actually what happened, but it may as well have been.
1: Or maybe it's from like a, a Northrop Grumman uh, scrapyard. Oh no! Northrop Grumman being a major uh, aeronautics engineer and engineering firm at the time.
0: I'm gonna say I knew that already. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> They are located here in Southern, Los An- in Southern California. In so, Southern Los Angeles. In Southern Los Angeles. We don't live. Actually, in the South Bay. So that would actually be true. Anyway, so um, so, of course. So this this rocket's going to take him to the stratosphere.
0: Jimmy rides on the back of a rocket with no protection whatsoever.
1: No, no, he rides inside the rocket.
0: Does he though? Does
1: he well, actually? Well, in the next scene, I don't. In the next panel, so he's t- and so he's like, you know, I'll take you on this rocket, and Jimmy's like, hey, super duper.
0: And then you're going to explode.
1: So what happens is he gets him on the rocket, and or in
0: the rocket, I don't.
1: No, he's in the rocket. Because do you see Jimmy anywhere? No.
0: He could be. Of the rocket. Really? I don't know
1: that. No, he's inside the rocket. So, um, the other thing is, it doesn't actually need to be launched.
0: Superman throw.
1: Exactly. So, but anyway, in, in any case, so he... I'm
0: not sure he did even launch it because there's no, like, fire coming out of the bottom of it or anything.
1: But it says it can go 10 miles high. I guess that means, like, the pressure in the thing can only take... And if it goes anywhere over 10 miles, then it'll start to...
0: Then it'll start to shrink.
1: To shrink or, like,
0: To get, get structurally compromised.
1: Correct. So as he's bringing the uh, the rocket up into the sp- up into the uh, the stratosphere, the
0: freak meteor storm attacks the rocket.
1: So then, uh, Superman then hits the uh, the the meteor. one of the meteors, and it says "smash." And he goes, "I'll take care of this meteor." But unfortunately, what happens is the rocket gets away. From the rocket gets away from him, through and through some kind of. Time barrier. No, no, but okay. So you know what it means to get through the time barrier. Do you know how fast you have to be going, basically? I guess
0: Barry Allen
1: fast. They have yes. Well, they have in uh, you know, of course nobody's broken the time barrier so far as we know. But pretty much in the in the in the DC universe, to break the time barrier, you just have to go super fast, not necessarily the speed of light, but super fast. That's pretty darn. So, a combination of the blast from the meteor and the Earth's gravity has him breaking through the time barrier into the past or future, but he doesn't know which.
0: This guy has to figure out, Jimmy Olsen should just be on a leash, okay? He is not responsible enough to have a helicopter license or do anything
1: well in this case maybe not but uh in any case so
0: although this time it is technically superman's fault because he did throw a rocket with jimmy olsen in it.
1: right yeah he did first of all think it was a good idea to throw that rocket
0: are we sure he doesn't secretly hate jimmy olsen and is just trying to get him killed
1: i think that i think certainly that argument could be made but so um so the rocket crashes down to earth and um Jimmy Olsen is coming down in his parachute and he lands on the ground and who does he read but an intelligent ape who can talk.
0: It's a robot.
1: Oh wait, that's that's Planet of the Apes. It's a different movie. It's
0: not an intel. This is not Gorilla Grog World, even though I know you wish it was.
1: No, like Planet of the Apes in Planet of the Apes, that's what they I, do. I know, they I go fast to the speed of light, they come back, apes have taken off the Earth. I saw. Spoiler alert. <laughs> From a movie from, like, 1969.
0: I doubt anyone who listens to this will not have seen it. Or if they do, they don't.
1: And if you haven't... You should see you it. You should see It's a good movie. Uh, okay, so he lands and he's the
0: he robot's s- chest says something, but I'm not sure what it says on it. But I'm sure it's just like, this is a farming robot.
1: And, the ro- and it says, click, click. This is not... The 20th century human. Bzz. Now, I was looking at this for a while... Trying to figure out how this robot knew that in this 20, guy was from, 20th, from the, was from the twentieth from was from the twentieth century
0: because of his clothing, <sighs> because it gives him away instantly.
1: And then it says, "Note the date," and there on the robot's uh, is, the date. is the date. So once again, whoever is the letter, I'm going to put it to the letterer. Um, great job on the sign.
0: October nine
1: fifty six. So it is five thousand years in the future so uh he's he's reached metropolis of the 50th century
0: and it looks almost exactly like metropolis of the 20th century he's like hey there's like a monorail
1: this is a super scientific age so then he gets to the daily planet and the daily planet is now this massive massive building because as we all know in the future newspapers are still going to be around the
0: architecture hasn't even changed that much
1: So he uh, he steps in
0: to an elevator to China and it just a, goes straight down.
1: It's an elevator shaft that goes through the center of the earth.
0: No <laughs> why? No
1: we don't know why but um, for no. some reason and not only is this go, that goes through the center of the earth but it's one that uh, is broken apparently. So Jimmy and Olsen. The
0: door is open.
1: Right. So Jimmy Olsen walks into it and he falls and falls and falls and falls. And uh, suddenly a robotic bird. That
0: looks like a menacing tricky vulture from like. Flies.
1: Flies out of nowhere.
0: Rescues
1: him. Picks up Jimmy Olsen and brings. Because they've had this. Uh, I guess they've had this problem before with people falling through the center of the I earth. They must have. And they figured that the way they need to do this is to make giant robotic birds to uh to catch people.
0: Okay, this is the nineteen fifties trying to figure out what future person logic is. So But wait. I, I want to kind of comment on the clothing of the people from the future who found him because all of the guys are wearing like jumpsuits in bright colors with contrasting capes and a bell that matches the cape. And then there's a lady wearing what looks to be a Victorian style dress.
1: Well, it's the future.
0: That's that's not no. It's
1: all crazy. No. So, um No. So Jimmy Olsen shows up and everybody shows they're like, "Oh look, it's Jimmy Olsen." So, uh, hoo, ha ha ha, who, ha, it's Superman. And he's like, "What?" He's I don't he's like, "I'm not not Superman. That's what are you talking about?" about. So,
0: And then they put the cape on him, because, you know, that's
1: trendy. Well, What happens is they're like, okay, these old preserved newspapers prove that Jimmy Olsen and Superman were one person. Nope. So, uh, they show all of these articles, I guess, that Jimmy Olsen wrote, or, like, they so that it's a kind of a a recap. They have, uh, Flying Superman smashes meteor, Jimmy Olsen gained super speed, because he did, you know, in, in a previous issue. He did. Uh... And he's he's just like, "Look, we'll uh it's like if you look at a picture, you'll see that I'm not Superman." They're like, "Well, we don't. There are no pictures." No. Well, there are no pictures. No. Look, photographs only last so long. No. <laughs> so, um suddenly,
0: suddenly a puritan arrives.
1: Another so uh, something comes over the radio. I'm going to guess the space future radio that says, hey, a rocket liner with 1,000 passengers is lost at sea. And the guy says, uh, or we'll send Superman. And no. Jimmy's like, I'm not Superman. And then this guy named, I think it's Professor Xerxes. Who dressed
0: like a Puritan and then... Looks like he's from the future,
1: who's dressed in his weird future clothes,
0: strange, and then he's bald with beard with like he has like like almost shoulder length hair and a beard in one thing, and then the next he's completely bald, and it's bothering me,
1: so Professor Xerxes.
0: It keeps
1: on changing. Uh, so so of course Jimmy Olsen's like, hey, I'm not Superman. I don't have any of these any of his powers. I'm not strong. I'm not I got I got nothing. And Xerxes says, well it doesn't matter because we got all these stuff now. We're essentially
0: You don't have to be super powerful.
1: Right. He's like, we have uh anti gravity boots. I have a question. Go ahead.
0: Why doesn't everyone own these?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: Because like it's this is so the logic here is no.
1: I, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that it doesn't work. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's here.
0: The logic is no.
1: And, uh, and so what we find out is that uh, there's all this stuff. Once again, uh, great. Uh, we see some amazing, amazing signage where we have anti-gravity boots.
0: Power pills.
1: Power pills. A vest pocket x-ray. An invisible shield. A monocle for telescopic vision.
0: And an atomic
1: something. And atomic pellets. So, um, so I, um, Jimmy Olsen puts on the atomic boots, or puts on the anti-gravity boots, jumps out of the, uh, and then of course, we are seeing...
0: Is it a bird? Is it a bird? A no, it's Superman! He'll what? rescue that rocket liner that somehow everyone knows is crashing! And
1: once again, I would like to bring up the idea of,
0: why, why do does anybody care
1: a about bird? a bird? Are birds that rare in the
0: 15th century? Yes.
1: I don't know. Apparently. So, with the help of all of these, the devices, he takes, uh, he takes... Power pills. Power pills, and he rescues the jetliner, and he comes back, and everybody's like,
0: hey, Superman! Hooray for Superman!
1: And, uh, then Jimmy's like, okay, well, you know, you've seen that I'm Superman, so, uh... So I guess I'll
0: go
1: with it. Right, and then what we find out is that Superman, there's a, there's somebody who wrote a book, a guy named John Smith. Smith, with a Y. I'm gonna go with Smith. And he says Superman is a hoax. So basically, this guy wrote that Superman was never really a thing.
0: Even though all of these articles and all of this stuff before those inventions were created,
1: Superman was never a thing.
0: I, I, I disagree. So I mean, in this universe. So there's in this the universe
1: of the comics. So using he a, smashed through a wall and you know, Crook. he using all the devices that Professor Xerxes gave him. Uh, he, he, uh, figures out all, all you know, he does all this stuff. He does all this superhero stuff, stuff that Superman would have done. It would have been fine. Yep. So then he goes to a bookstore oh, where.
0: wait, I would like to point out that there's also a sign in this panel that just says condemns building. Right. <laughs> My father is going to die because he won't be able to stop laughing. Chibi Olsen, the
1: <laughs> obvious sign guy, at it again. <laughs> I love the signs. <laughs> what am I going to say? Like, I love the signs. I'm falling in. Like, this is something I have not noticed
0: until now.
1: Right, I've not noticed until very recently. And every time, with every like super obvious sign, I just keep falling in love. Like, I can't. Whoever the letterer is, thank God for him. Um, okay, so then they
0: go to a bookstore. They go to a bookstore because of course,
1: right the in the 50th century, century we all okay. have there. There are bookstores because. We all still have books.
0: I mean, I would like to think that there are still books. Sure. But honestly, like, Maybe it's
1: a big retro thing that they're all going back to what the books had.
0: Like like with Today and, like, records and stuff.
1: So then Jimmy, you know, busts up to the front of the line and...
0: And buys a book.
1: No, Well, he busts up to John Smith and he's like, hey, I am superpowered. Why don't you shut up?
0: And then he's like, oh, really? Then what is this pocket x-ray thing? And these power pills and those anti-gravity boots for. Right. And then everyone's like, And then sales of Superman was a hoax skyrocket.
1: So then Jimmy Olsen decides that even though it has never worked in the past, he's he, going to he press. He tried
0: it in the elevator. We didn't mention that earlier.
1: Oh, okay. Um, okay, so he tried it, he tried it previously in the elevator. And then um but now uh it didn't go back in time. But now it does go back in time. And it reaches Superman. And Who Superman
0: starts pirouetting through the time barrier.
1: Superman shows up and he's like, what's up Jimmy? And then Jimmy says
0: these guys think I'm a fraud. Well, you're a fraud. They think you're me, and they think I'm a fraud.
1: Right. So now, uh, we have to we have to fix it. So Superman does all these like super things, and uh, he beats the fastest rocket ship on Earth. He shoot gets shot with stuff.
0: He plays football against robots.
1: Right. He plays against two.
0: Okay. I'm dying. Sorry. <laughs> so um. I apologize.
1: So yeah, I'm sorry about that. That was. <laughs>
0: That was funny. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so uh, they unmasked John Smith, and John Smith is actually Professor Xerxes. I knew it. And he, it was I him.
0: It was I already read the comic.
1: Well, sure, uh, but and so he was the one that was like, "Hey." Uh, so he he set, he set up Jimmy Olsen basically Jim to vale. to sell things of his book. So and then Superman asks, "Hey, why didn't you just single me?" And then Jimmy says, "I did. I did." But then he's it like, the I, one didn't one 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 "I didn't chair. know what happened. I didn't know what happened." And then Jimmy points to...
0: Another side.
1: A sign, And this sign says... Shaft lined with safety lead against uranium.
0: Okay. I, I would like to point something out. Um, I'm not sure if 1950s people knew this. They probably didn't. But um, neither lead nor uranium is safe.
1: They did not know that at this time. Actually, I think they knew that uranium wasn't safe... Well, lead shielding does make it safe. It's when you start breathing it in or consuming it,
0: which would probably happen on an 8,000-mile journey. Well,
1: so which
0: is how long in an earlier sign is how long the shaft is. So,
1: okay, so so that, that it's a Superman brings him back in time
0: by basically spinning around and around really,
1: really fast. And uh, you know, Jimmy's like, "I'm going to really remember this." And Superman's like, "Ha, no. You won't." But here's the thing. I will. In the ill-fated um you know, in the, in the uh, okay, so don't like to bring it up, but in the uh, chief super duper thing, he went back in time, came forward in time, and remembered. and remembered it.
0: Maybe it only works when you travel to the future and then back to the past because it hasn't happened yet, but the past has already happened.
1: Don't know. So uh wait why
0: am I defending I, that issue? I hate that issue. I have that no, issue should not exist.
1: I have no idea. So um
0: Forget that issue exists, please.
1: He comes back in time and uh that's that. Okay. And so we're through with our first issue.
0: Yay. I think...
1: Our first story. And now we have Peg, who, uh, Peg, and then, so Peg is talking to her friend. Okay,
0: this is an incredibly sexist comment. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Um, but it's, so, so, uh, a friend is asking Peg, how was your blind date last night, Peg? And then Peg said, I didn't keep it. I broke it. Broke it? How?
0: Why? It says
1: why. Why? Well, I found out he was a dull boy. He wasn't interested in bebop, sports, or anything else. I have a question. What? What's a bebop? Ah, bebop is jazz. And it's, uh, it was, it was crazy jazz considered at the time. Now, if you listen to like regular jazz and bebop jazz, you usually just think, this all sounds exactly the same. <laughs> Why did anybody think that this was super weird? Um, but at the time it was super weird. It was considered super weird, and bebop was like, "Oh my god,
0: these crazy kids and their bebop."
1: Correct. And so, um, remember nineteen fifty-six?
0: Crazy kids and their bebop. Rock
1: and roll really hasn't hit yet. Okay. Um, remember when Jimmy was a, a successful person, he was a crooner. He was not a rock star, nor a band. Like, he wasn't a Beatle. He was, uh, he wasn't an Elvis. He was, he was from- He was merely a crooner. So, so he found out that he was super dull, and he was just a heavy thinker. And the girl's like, how did you know? And he's like, well, he asked me to go to a museum.
0: I mean no it wasn't even go to a museum it was meet him in front of the museum like you could have been going to like a nice dinner or a jazz concert or something you don't know
1: she didn't even want to get involved
0: this, this is terrible
1: nope did not even want to get involved this is terrible yep okay so that brings us to uh underneath there's an advertisement for smith brothers cough drops with uh
0: with a kid playing the tuba.
1: With a sousaphone and children and children, and weird guys with beards and suits just shooting out of the sousaphone. I have a problem with this. Of course, the weird guys with the suits are the Smith brothers.
0: If they weren't, that would be incredibly concerning.
1: Sometimes I would make, if I saw somebody with a beard, I would say, you know, it's like you should ask this guy for cough drops. And that was the reference. But most, most people, they don't understand they don't it. it. Nope. Um, so then we have uh, gifts to the United Nations.
0: Is this a public service
1: announcement? Maybe. They talk about all of the things in the United Nations, like there's a Chinese shrine or Japanese shrine made with Japanese cypress wood, and it's the peace bell, which is cast from coins of 60 nations, which was a gift from Japan. And then curtain. there's a red curtain that was a gift from Sweden.
0: And then a guy on a
1: horse. Which is gift from Yugoslavia. Oh, Yugoslavia. <laughs> And then the, the
0: Central Fountain. The
1: Central Fountain, and then the Flags of All the World. And this is published as a public service announcement in co- cooperation with the National Local Welfare Assembly, coordinating organizations from national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S.
0: I have a question. Go ahead. How is this a PSA? <laughs> like, it's just telling children that this stuff exists. Yep. It's not saying stay away from cut power lines. Well, or, this is just like... Or don't jump off of tall objects.
1: Educational. Sure. Which brings us to our next story. All right. Shall I? Yeah. Okay. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. How would you like to see drawings of Superman's greatest feats featured in your newspaper? Well, the lucky readers of the Daily Planet are treated to this super thrill, and the cartoonist is none other than the irrepressible Jimmy Olsen in The Case of the Cartoon Scoops. Now, we have returned back to the inset panels that have absolutely nothing to go, do with uh, the, the actual story. never shows up. And it says, hmm, none of these figures of Superman is quite er uh, right. If he saw them, he'd give me the super horse laugh. What? You know, the super horse laugh.
0: Um, no.
1: That means he'd just, like, laugh a lot.
0: Okay um no those are actually pretty good drawings I mean, Although, yes, they're fine i mean
1: like i bet they're right out of like how to draw superman comics uh, books
0: yeah because those probably actually existed
1: um yeah because they did because like for a while there was i remember when i was a kid growing up there was something called how to draw comics the marvel way and it was this huge book that you bought and it was actually a um like an audition To be an artist for Marvel Comics, you drew the comics, and And then you
0: sent it in.
1: You could send it into Marvel, and And that and that based on what they they reviewed them all, and based on what they saw, um, They they could hire you. And I think they may have hired only like one or two artists.
0: That's
1: fair. Not maybe, and maybe they made them, um ramita raiders that mean? okay so um ramita raiders were so comic books of course um you have you have your comics right yes and then there are like all these other things you know sometimes there are like little people editors want to like enhance things or like make little changes and uh-huh. the team that handled that in um uh in marvel in the marvel bullpen yeah. Was a group of artists, and they were called Ramita's Raiders, and they were they were uh, led by John Ramita Senior, who was a very noted comic book artist. Who I actually met one. Oh. I actually went. I was at the car. I was at the uh, the offices of Marvel
0: Comics, and um. When was this? A
1: very long time ago. Okay. Um. At one point, uh, I dated an assistant editor at Marvel Comics, okay. um, and she might be listening now. And if she does if she is, hi soon. <laughs> um, so she introduced me around. And she and the p- people she introduced me to, one of them was John Romita Sr. Okay. And Romita Raiders, they just sort of came in and they helped do cleanup work on some of the comic books. And it was actually also a good way to, like, become an artist. They yeah. They hired a lot of... Sounds like it would be good. Yeah. So um, I don't know if they do it anymore. I'm sure they do. But I'm sure it's also all digital. Anyway, so uh, yeah. Jimmy Olsen gets a letter. And he's like, you should start a comic strip about Superman's feeks. And uh, Jimmy's like, sure, yeah, that's a good idea. And then he makes, an, makes a column, gives it to Perry White. Perry White thinks it's good. Uh, he does a, uh, he. the first one is Superman's unusual seat, feet. Superman, using a super breath and a giant pea shooter to blow boulders to the moon. Um, and then uh, Superman thinking, saying, I'm doing this so that astronomers can test how good their telescope is.
0: Um, no.
1: There are better ways to test my uh, f- telescopes. Yeah. But, um, Perry White, he buys it and, uh, turns it into a series. Yep. And he has unusual feats. Uh, so he's, uh, he uses his vision, his x-ray vision to locate...
0: Dinosaurs!
1: Dinosaurs. He uses his strength to pull against, uh, tug of war. People! And then, uh, he...
0: Saves the whales!
1: He saves whales from being dashed to bits by a tidal wave.
0: I, um, what? I don't know.
1: So then he uh he gets a call and he gets a call and he says that you know Superman is going to uh, that there's a uh, there's a skyscraper that's going to fall and that Superman's going to save it and he draws a comic of it and you realize and then
0: and then it happens it
1: actually happens and Superman's like what and Lois is like hey soup check this out and Jimmy he, psychic and and he's like no there must be some kind of reasonable explanation for all of this there is wait for it so um then there's another one that says that Superman is going to give money to criminals at the Midtown bank. The Midtown bank. And, and they get there and there he is Superman giving money to criminals. But it turns out that it's actually a test of the bank's uh, system to make sure that
0: Superman can protect it because these criminals actually got
1: out. Right. So, um, you know, so you find out that, you know, this is, and, the, and so the, they say, Hey, maybe, maybe there is something to this. But what you really find out is that Clark Kent...
0: Is doing a funny voice into a telephone and telling Jimmy what's going to happen.
1: Right. Calling himself uh, the Swami. Yes. Uh, The only thing I can hope for, I can hope for, hope for beyond hope, is that um, Clark Kent is also not doing a racist Indian accent.
0: This is the 1950s. I make no
1: promises. (laughs) Neither do I. But I'm only going to hope. Then at this point, uh, and of course, oh, and uh, this was another trope that you could always do in um, in movies is that if you put a uh, a handkerchief over your mouth, uh, no one can understand who you are. You don't sound like yourself. You sound like a you sound like any you could sound like anybody you want. Um, no. That's what it's. That's what it says. No. See right? I have a handkerchief right here. No, nope. what? I have a handkerchief right here. I'm going to put it over my mouth. And then I will instantly sound like our President Donald Trump. Hello, I'm Donald Trump. I'm the President. See? It was remarkable. Absolutely. And now I will sound...
0: Spot
1: on. I will sound like um, Meryl Streep in the movie... Uh, what's the name of that movie? Never Cry Wolf? No. The movie's where the dingo, where the dingoes ate the woman's baby. A dingo ate my baby! And now Meryl Streep from the movies. Uncanny. Of the movie Sophie's Choice. My name is Sophie. I have to make a choice.
0: We, we should get um, we should get back on topic <laughs> and you should stop talking into the collar of your shirt.
1: <laughs> so that's what you could always do. And so it was Clark Kent um, telling him once again, he gives him a scoop.
0: He's going to start. Chucking meteors at Central, uh, not Central City, this isn't the flash, um, what is this city?
1: Yeah, at Metropolitan, the Metropolitan Metropolis. Observatory uh, for a planetarium show, he's going to simulate a meteor shower. So
0: he's trucking paper meteors at the ground.
1: Right. And then the final thing, and then the next day, Swami calls him and says that uh, Superman is going to show up at his house and wreck all his superniers. No. And Jimmy's like, there's no way. So then he comes home, and uh, Superman flies through the window, and soup's like, I have to. I'm sorry, I have to wreck your souvenirs. And he's like, no, I can't. And then he does the, I can't watch, and he looks away, and he hears all these crazy noises, and he turns around. Sure.
0: Smash, crash, thud. Okay. I'm
1: and then back. he turns around, and. Uh,
0: Superman is banging pots and pans together. Yep. Like a three
1: year old. I'm surprised that he didn't use his super ventriloquism. <laughs> So, um, Superman is like, it's I, I was the Swami, and Jimmy's like, why? And uh,
0: Superman's th- like, let me show you. He's like,
1: because the guy was Sly Saunders, like the guy who wrote you that I first letter. He was no, I don't think so. Um, so he says it was Sly Saunders and uh, he was going to use your cartoons for nefarious purposes
0: to try to like get
1: information right. about Superman. Like, now, super hearing this, is this is weird. This is another one of those weird ones where uh, okay, so it, the thing is, uh, Superman's super hearing picks up voices of hiding criminals even when they soundproof the hideout, and then Superman goes. <laughs> Lucky they didn't think of the one way to nullify my super ears by making loud noises to camouflage their voices. None of the I other comic books, none of the other strips, we've seen them all. First of all, none of them have Superman really saying anything other than how this is going to help, not how to defeat it. I have problems with this. So then um, he gets a, a call, one more call, and he says that there's going to be a fire. And uh, it turns out that the fire is in the trash can. Once again, uh, there is a trash can in the...
0: And at this point, Jimmy trusts no one. And he's like, I'm not going to act on anything until you tell me who you are and what's happening.
1: And then there's a fire. This is now the second um, fire that has transpired in a... Office trash can? In an office trash can of the Daily Planet. They need to
0: fireproof their trash
1: can. I guess. I don't know. Or have more... I don't know why. So um, he said, you know, okay, so there's a a guy next door who saw the fire happening. And And
0: called to be helpful. And, and the, was rudely the end. yelled at by So
1: uh, then we get to the next is an ad for 323 stamps for only 25 cents. That's
0: an oddly specific number.
1: It is an oddly specific number. And uh, you get to mail uh, things all over the country, I guess. All over the world. I wonder if you can use those. Today? Probably, if you could, no, I wondered if you can, like, use these stamps <laughs> to, like, send mail. Probably. I mean, they're stamps. And then we have Daffy and Doodle, which is the 1956 version of Goofus and Gallant. And um, a guy, I'm going to guess that it is Doodle. Daffy. You think this is Daffy? Yes. Oh, it is. Right. Uh, He sits in a chair. There's smoke. And he's like, yo! And then runs to a full bathtub? Why is there a full bathtub? I don't
0: know. But it it makes a strange noise when he sits there. And
1: then he sits and it does the...
0: Except it doesn't just say; it says
1: sizzle. And then it's and then Daffy and then Doodle says, "Hey, Daffy, have you? I mislaid my pipe. Have you seen it anywhere?" And then uh, Daffy goes, "Er." It took me a little while to get it. No, to figure it out because okay, so when you read this, what did you think he meant by a pipe? Like a pipe mug? See, I didn't think that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am able to think in the context of
1: 1950s. Just because nobody uses smokes a pipe anymore. um, And, like, I never hear of anybody smoking a pipe, which I think is weird, considering, like, how much, like, old-timey stuff has returned.
0: I saw a guy smoking a pipe once.
1: Once. Once. Exactly. Once. Like, I'm surprised that, um...
0: There is that, like... Like that nice like glass case at like a lo- uh, an antique store nearby that is just full of like right. cool looking pipes. Well, like, cause, and I kind of want one, not because I you know, like not to smoke or anything, just to it looks nice. Well, here's the thing, like the
1: like, like nice. the, the like some of the things about pipe smoking, like one still bad for you. Yes. But there's no tar in. Not as bad as cigars I or mean, cigarette. Cigarettes. It, still bad. No, no, still causes cancer, still does all kinds of things, ladies and gentlemen. Please don't no. smoke. But the other thing is tobacco. The tobacco that you get with pipes is like, always really, really like mo- okay. In most cases, tobacco. The 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 other downside to like dealing with like smoke people who smoke is like everything. Like cigarettes smell like butts. Uh, cigars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dad!
1: What they do. <laughs>
0: You wanted say that while I was drinking
1: water, in you? Cigarettes smell like butt. Cigars smell like double butt. But, like, pipe tobacco has, like, all kinds of, like, crazy, like, essence infused with it. Like, you know, like, cherry and... And
0: things that don't smell
1: like butt. Exactly. Far less butt-smelling than many of the other, than almost anything else. And I, am just surprised that like more like hipster types with their crazy beards and old timey ways, aren't smoking more pipes. All right then. So, uh, next we have Shorty and Shorty says my first airplane ride. And, uh, he's flying airways, <laughs> just flying airway. So, um, then his little Shorty says, Hey, you're the pilot, aren't you? And, uh, the guy goes, yes, sir. What's the matter? Are you a little jittery? And, uh, he says, well, I've never seen, I've never been up before. Are you sure you're going to bring us back safely? And the guy says, oh, well, don't worry. Of course I will. I've, I've never, never left, left, left anyone, anyone up, up, up there. there. Yeah. So basically he just throws everybody out of the plane. So.
0: <laughs> no, it's this one again. This is a lie.
1: Now we have an advertisement where once again.
0: This is a lie.
1: You get the world's tiniest dog at no cost. A tiny dog. And Su-
0: there was
1: no tiny dog. Supplies limited.
0: Supplies not included. Right today.
1: So, um, you know, once again, Mrs. Ruth Long of Dean Studios will send you a dog as long as you, you know, you have to give away these photocopied 25 bill sold wallet size $1 sent on approval. It's all a big scam.
0: I want a tiny dog.
1: I think everybody does. But, um, by the way, we already have a dog. I know. Not tiny, but amazing. He's, he's chubby. Lovely, lovely dog.
0: He's cute and fluffy and really
1: cute. Okay, then uh, we have our, uh, The Wrath of the White Waters, which is our weird story that they always insert, and it's about a guy... And another guy... Uh, on a boat. On a boat, on the rapids, and the one guy teases his friend, who's always supposed to be so tough, and... Uh, they all freak out. They all freak out, and he saves them with a lasso, and that's that. Um, and everybody dies. So then it brings us to our last story. Are you ready? Yes. Um, I-, I will read it. Yes. Yeah. How? Ladies and gentlemen. Stop. My father. You're... <laughs> You're grounded.
0: <laughs>
1: How would you like to find yourself suddenly glowing? In the dark and see flowers and living things wither at your touch. You wouldn't like it. Ask Jimmy Olsen for one day. All the signs seem to prove that the cub reporter has turned into the radioactive boy. And we see Superman.
0: I think
1: this is the one time where he's had any common sense whatsoever. Uh, where he's, uh, he says, uh, Jimmy Olsen is sitting down in a cave and he has got that lighting all around him. And Superman's there saying, Jimmy, why are you glowing? And Jimmy says, I'm a little radioactive, Superman. You're the only person in the world who can hear me and who can come near me and live. And he's holding a dead plant.
0: But he is just killed.
1: So the first thing we find is we find that uh, Jimmy. Oh, what's his name? He's got a great name. Oh, no, 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 Barney Bolton. But one of Barney Bolton's gang, I think, has an amazing name. So anyway, so uh, there's this guy, Barney Bolton. He's about to be tried in a a trial. And Jimmy
0: has (laughs) all the evidence because let's not give it to lawyers. Right. Or professionals. Let's give it to that kid who always almost gets killed.
1: So um, then Perry White sends him to a nuclear power plant. That's a thing that happens. Sure, why not? P- Look, it happens. This is an atomic age. You can't have an atomic age without atomic power plants. So the guy, they take him by and they're like, hey, here's this thing called an atomic pile. It shields everyone from deadly radiation.
0: So long as there are no quack, cracks. Wah, ha, 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 ha.
1: And so somebody knocks uh, Jimmy accidentally into the atomic pile. And he's like, I could have been contaminated by by uh, radioactivity. And then this guy says, of course not. Can't Unless, of course... Unless of course there's a crack, and then you're doomed. So then he comes out and he sees uh free samples from Galton's Greenhouse. They should have been suspicious of Galton's Greenhouse, but with it being an alliteration and all. Yep. So um guy gives him one and then It dies. It dies. And then all of them die. And
0: he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And
1: then he's like, Hey look, there's there's a there's this bush I brushed the glance is glowing. And here are my footprints. Ah! So- so he sees himself all glowing and he realizes, oh, and then suddenly a bird flies by him and flies, and dies. dies. And then he sets a um a, a trash, trash bin on fire.
0: What is it with trash cans and catching fire?
1: I don't know. So he then, of course, does the only rational thing. And he hops flies in the, the he flies in the, the flying newsroom and uh, where he finds a Geiger counter just lying around. And, he, mean... and he sets himself and he's like, hey.
0: I'm radioactive. I'm radioactive,
1: so I've got to put myself away. So then he goes, and uh, he's like, "I, I, I." I, he's I like, could only have a few hours left. Right, because he figures, okay, I've got radiation poisoning. I'm gonna die. Now, why anybody else there did not also get the radiation poisoning? It was just Jimmy. We don't know
0: because he brushed against the wall.
1: But anyway, so 1950s um,
0: cartoon logic, Dad. So
1: there he is. He's uh, he's in a cave, and he's uh, sulking.
0: This is the no, okay. This is, there are one of two smart things you can do in intuition. One, get medical attention. Two, get yourself away from people you may hurt.
1: So that's what he did. He went with two. And then he was just about to call Superman when Superman, Superman shows comes. up. And so Superman shows up and um, he's, he's, he finds him, finally. And um, he, what does he do? He uh, So he's like, you know, you've got to help me. and it's, Superman says, there's nothing I can do. You're doomed. It's like you, but you have to give me, uh, that combination so we can get that, uh,
0: so we can get that dude in jail.
1: Right. Uh, so here's the combination. And then, uh, Superman asks him for his last request and Superman and Jimmy asks what his, uh, what his secret, secret identity. identity is. And he says, I'm I'm Clark Kent. And then Superman goes Jeep. And then Clark, uh, Jimmy goes Jeepers. And, uh, he's like, oh, now I have to be alone. So then Superman uh, says goodbye forever. <laughs> So what happens is um you find out that uh Superman wasn't Superman it was actually Barney Bolton that he was hanging outside of the window of the daily planet
0: i mean he was probably trying to sneak in to get that evidence that they gave to a reporter instead of a lawyer
1: and then he finds out
0: Or whoever handles evidence so then he
1: finds out that um that jimmy is uh you know finds out about the atomic power plant thing and then arranges this whole elaborate ruse um it was this elaborate ruse that the uh, the flower vendor was his friend, Lefty, who poisoned all the flowers. And
0: then sprayed him with
1: glow-in-the-dark dust. Right, uh, the glowing. So then uh, they made his footprints glow. They had a bird that fell down in front of him. and when
0: They went, set fire to a trash can.
1: They set fire to a trash can. And then Barney Bolton was actually in the flying newsroom. And when he was checking with the Geiger counter, he was sitting behind him with a big hunk of uranium. <laughs> That's not safe. No, it's not safe at all. So he was going to go in and steal it when suddenly Superman shows up. And, uh, you know, Barney Bolton's like, how'd you know it was me? And then so what happened was uh, he shows up and he's like, well, when you left.
0: I called Superman.
1: I called Superman and Superman showed up and uh, we figured it all out.
0: And you know how I figured it all out? Because you said that Superman was Clark Kent and there's no way Superman could be Clark Kent. Right. Dad? What? Alright. It has now been established in the first 17 issues. It has been established around two or three times that Superman is Clark Kent.
1: No, it's. And it's,
0: yet everyone is like, what? What are you well, talking about?
1: Specifically, it's only Jimmy. And Lois. No, Lois is constantly suspecting that Clark Kent is Superman. Okay.
0: I have a question. Go ahead. If Lois is constantly suspecting Clark Kent Superman. Right. Then why doesn't she do something that would seem harmless enough to be an honest mistake and then see when it doesn't affect him that he would be Superman?
1: She constantly tries to do stuff like that, but but Clark Kent gets in front of it and, you know, does the thing so that she doesn't suspect. But there are just constantly these times when, like, she's like, I knew it. He's Superman. I knew it. And then he's like, nope. Right. Like the thing with the speed potion. Remember the thing with the speed po? And he's yeah. and he took it. And they're like, "You're Superman! I knew it." He's like, and he's like, nope, "Nope, not me." Speed potion. Exactly. And then that's the uh, that's the end. So then we have uh, uh our inset panel. Our, our uh, our last comic is Little Pete, where uh, a kid is teaching Little Pete etiquette, where he tells him to say uh. Goodbye and thank you. And and she says, I'm turning him into a gentleman. And then little Pete's talking to his buddy, who's got a weird, who's got a jaunty cap. And Susie, Susie was explaining to me what etiquette is. And then the kid says, what's that? It's like, as far as I can make out, it's saying no thank you when you want to say, give me more.
0: Not even say, yell.
1: Ah, so there's that. Ooh. Dad. That's terrible. (laughs) So uh, then we have a wild root. Cream oil uh, ad without Fearless Fosdyke once again. I think, I don't know if we're going to see Fearless Fosdyke again. Okay. We may be done with him. Okay. But um, uh, 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 apparently it gives you confidence, which yep. is the thing that we see over and over and over again. This time it's a little boy getting confidence. And now, once again.
0: Religious mottos.
1: You get 10% of the take. Steven's credit sales, once again. Like I said, they must be making ha- money hand over fist. Amazing.
0: Yep. So. And then there's another bodybuilder.
1: There's another bodybuilder with uh, Tony Pascarella. Wow. What an amazing he-man Tony is now. He gained twenty-eight muscle-packed pounds, all over his new handsome looks and popularity. And if you you get you be like Tony, you get washboard abs, and you get a woman that'll sit on your shoulders in a bikini, nonetheless. Um. So, uh, I
0: have an issue with
1: this. I can't imagine why. How can you have an issue with this? There's no way. You very well know. There's no way that you could have an issue with this. I disagree. All right. So then we have uh, the Daisy air rifle.
0: We saw one of those last night. That's
1: true. We were at a party last night, and one of the prizes was they gave somebody a, a Daisy air rifle. It was a callback to uh, to the the, uh, the 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 old movie, The Christmas Story, with the kid who wanted the Red Ryder BB gun. Okay,
0: okay. But like they brought it out, and Dad and I just looked at each other and kind of started laughing a little bit.
1: It's true. Um. Okay. So I guess that continue that concludes our uh, issue seventeen. Yep. Uh. Let's see. uh, uh, If you would be so kind as to uh, write a review on the iTunes on the iTunes to help us out, or I'm sorry, on the Apple Podcast to help us out, that would be lovely. Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're the kind of person who knows people who might enjoy this podcast.
0: Let them know.
1: Let them know. Um, my uh, my friend Tammy, uh, she messaged me the other day and said, you know, should I tell people about this? Are you trying to keep it quiet? And I said, no, um, uh, no, 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 no. Tell everybody you know. Okay,
0: maybe not everybody.
1: As many people, anybody who you think.
0: Everybody's a bit
1: in So, crackle. Um, but I'm telling everybody here that if you know someone and you know that they might enjoy it. Please, tell them Please let them know. That includes you, Ella Plum. My daughter has been having some difficulty getting the uh the word out because uh essentially she's uh I am a self-conscious teenage girl. Right. She's afraid that people are gonna make fun of her. But everybody who's listened to it so far has loved it. Unless they're lying. So uh
0: I mean I should hope
1: So um subscribe if you can. If you can. Uh write a review, spread the word. Uh, we don't have any other money things out yet. Uh, money things? Money things. Um, okay. I know that we were going to mention the uh, the DC uh, slogan, slogan contest, contest but uh, I've forgotten. So maybe over the next couple of days, I'll figure something out.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, until then, uh, is there anything you want to say?
0: Support your local roller derby. Right.
1: Fair, fair enough. All right. So uh, until next time, this is uh, Gary Rowland. This is
0: Elton Rowland.
1: And we're saying uh, Superman away.
0: Superman away. Bye. Bye. Ah, I got a